We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture, literally. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. It's about a thing. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Thank y'all for tuning in. I know we're late. Um, we're trying to get this together. Every time I do a group of hangout, it's something. I don't know why. You're just but... perfecting. You're perfecting it. <laughs> well, welcome to an episode of Brunch Culture. Um, as always, I'm your host, Lisa Fields, and I'm here joined by my great co-host. Randall Keith. It's me, y'all. Hey. Yes. And again, we're sorry for the technical difficulties. We finally got it right, I think. I, it's two of me on here, but uh, That's all. the more the merrier. Yeah. Why my phone keeps me unmuting the phone and giving me an echo? I don't know. Um. So today we have a special guest, Vanna. Welcome, Vanna. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Yes, and we want to do a Google Hangout because we thought that'd be more effective, and it's taking more work, obviously. Um, so <laughs> before we start, I'm going to be kind of interviewing Randall and and Vanna tonight um, because they're going to teach me because I don't know this stuff. Um, so uh, Randall, I'll let you start by um, why you're qualified. Well, first, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. What's the next steps um, to the movement? Um, we all um, are advocates of protesting. We all are advocates of all of those things, but we think there's some other steps that we could take. And I thought that Randall and Vanna would be excellent people to share those next steps. So, Randall, I'll let you take it away. All right. So, um, you guys are familiar with me, Randall Keith, host of Brunch Culture. Um, I guess what qualifies me for this is really interesting because I kind of don't think about this ever. Um, but I, I did an internship at the White House, which many of you may know, um, and I worked in the Office of Presidential Correspondence, specifically on the Presidential Writers Team. Um, and so I had experience. I have experience dealing with correspondents, uh, dealing with people that write directly to the president, write to the president's office, uh, going through those letters and um, making sure that they, they get through the right channels and making sure that people get the support and the resources that they need. So um, I've done that, and I think that qualifies me to be able to talk about it a little bit. Zanna, <laughs> <laughs> what's your background um, with uh, kind of next steps and correspondence? Yeah, so pretty similar to Randall, um, except obviously not on the presidential level. Um, I worked for a former member of Congress for four years, um, and I split time between his legislative office and his uh, campaign office and while I was in his legislative office I handled correspondence uh, just like Randall did for the president I handled it, handled it for a member of Congress so uh, folks who would write in to their congressman call in uh, email in that I was the first line of defense well I guess not defense but I was the first channel that they hit uh, and I was basically responsible for relaying that information to the mem member of Congress letting him know what issues were out there uh, what the constituents were concerned about uh, and then I also had to know his position on every piece of legislation so that I could uh, mm -hmm. take, uh, essentially be his voice and, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, get that information back to the constituents. So a lot of different issues had to know, but uh, mostly just uh, be that medium, be that channel between the constituent and the member of Congress. So 
uh, really similar to Randall again, but just on a um, on more of a, a congressional level, on more of a local level. Yeah, that's dope. And um, both of y'all are very passionate about the issues. And one of the things I admire about both of you, both of you, is y'all are passionate about getting the work done and not the glitz and glamour. Some people just want to be with the people who make decisions, but not actually make a change. And you guys both want to make a difference in the world. So I think that's admirable. Um, so Vanna, we want to talk to you really about the who to contact. Because I know for me, I don't know. When people say, well, contact your congressional member, contact. I don't know exactly who to contact. Right. Um, what the office is or any of that or who to contact for what. Um, so shed a little bit of light on that for us. Yeah, I mean, it can be confusing. I mean, if you are not around it every single day, if you're not in politics every single day, if you're not necessarily, you know, working for a member and you hear people talking about it, it can be confusing. Uh, because even in general, when you say my congressman, there is a federal congressman and then there is a state level congressman. So those are two different things. So it's important really to know uh, who to contact for what, especially when we talk about everything that's happening now in the world um, with gun reform. And now, of course, Black, Life, Black Lives Matter never officially went away. They're here to stay. Uh, but now that that movement has been has gained some traction again, people are really looking for action. People are out marching. They're out protesting. They're out rallying. Um, but once the rallies stop and once the marches stop, people are going to be looking for what's the what can I be doing now? Now that nobody's out in the streets, how can I affect change now? Uh, and the best way for me, of course, coming from a congressional office uh, and formally being on that side of things, is reaching out to your local elected officials. Um, those are the folks who can bring about the change that we're looking for. Yes, celebrities are great. They're a great platform. You know, they do great work in the community. A lot of them do. Uh, but at the same time, they are not legislators. They're not ones who can pass laws, who can uh, hold police officers to any sort of accountability. So uh, definitely know that you know the next step in this is going to your legislators, legislators, excuse me. Uh, and just to kind of uh, go to give you an idea of of who to contact for what, uh, just based on the recent events that have happened, uh, when we talk about police reform and we talk a lot about who polices the police. Um, just know that your mayor is responsible for overseeing the local police force. Um, whoever your mayor is in your respective city or town, that person is going to be responsible for uh, your city police force. Uh, the bigger issue, I know a lot of folks out there are talking about gun reform, gun control. Uh, two different people handle that issue. Uh, your state representative uh, would be the one to determine your state level gun laws. Um, you know, different states have different laws. Some states ban guns outside of your um, outside of your home, other states allow open carry. Uh, what happens in your state is not necessarily what uh, is happening in, a, in another state. And your state representative determines that. Um, and by state representatives, I mean your state senator and your state house member. Uh, and then just even broader than that, when you talk about uh, federal gun control, gun laws, sweeping gun laws that affect everyone across the country, uh, that is where your uh, your U.S. representative comes into play, your U.S. senator comes into play, um, and even the president. Once those two groups have voted on gun laws, it gets to the president's desk. So I know a lot of people, um, especially when things are going on, like what's happened this past week, uh, the first thing you hear people you know, say is, well, what's our president think about it? When is he going to make a statement? Um, and not that he's ever too far above what's happened locally, but when you talk about a lot of these re uh, regulations, um, when you talk about overseeing your local police force, 
force. That's not within his jurisdiction. Uh, this stuff comes to his desk from Congress, so he is really the last person to be able to officially sign off on something before it comes uh, before it becomes a law. Uh, <laughs> I'm celebrating because this is good. This is really good. <laughs> um, but definitely, when you talk about you know making some changes and you you know you want these laws changed, the important thing is just to know who to contact. Um, and that's a good start. So hopefully the things that I've outlined will give you a good idea um, of who you'll need to contact. Um, should I continue, Lisa, or you want to ask? Yeah, because yeah, I know you uh, You had some uh, websites you want to share. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now that you all know who to contact, um, some good websites to, to, you know, to go to to where you can find these folks. Uh, one of the ones that I always use, I always point people to, um, openstates.org. Well, I'll back it up even further. Um, just because I know, you know, hot button issue right now is um, additional training for police officers, whether it's you know training in the community, whether it's wearing uh, cameras or whatever you, ha whatever have you. Uh, first things first, your mayor is the go-to for anything as it relates to police officers, um, and your mayor can easily be found by simply googling them uh, or using that old paper thing that we used back in the day, the phone book. Uh, go there. <laughs> if you want to go there, yeah, they, they still make those. <laughs> big yellow hunk that's always sitting on your porch every year when you get home. Uh, but yeah, go to the phone book, get your mayor's number, call or write your mayor. That's going to be the person to talk to about police reform. Um, and I'll, I know Randall later on is going to tell you exactly some of the things that you should be uh, including in your correspondence to them. Uh, but again, Google Google your mayor. Uh, but for some of the people who are less visible in the community, um, but essentially on a larger scale, your state and national representatives, uh, these are some good websites that you can go to. The first one is called openstates.gov, openstates, plural, excuse me, openstates.org, not .org, uh, openstates.org, not openstates.gov. Um, that can help you find your, um, your state senator and your state house of representative. Those are the folks that represent you in your state's capital. They represent you. Uh, they make laws that, excuse me, affect the state, not the entire country. Uh, I'm going I'm to show you really quickly how to get to that website and how to find those members. Uh, bear with me just a second. Hopefully you all can see that, openstates.gov. Can you see that on your screen? Yep. Yeah, we can see it. Open states. I keep saying .gov. It's .org, as you can see there in the um, in the bar. But I've typed in the very famous 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. <laughs> um, just just for the sake of giving you all an idea. Once you go to the website, as you can see there, about halfway down, it just asks you to enter your address, of course, because your representative isn't going to be the same person um, as your cousin who lives across town. They're going to have a completely different representative. Uh, so just know that. But type in your address there and just scroll down a little bit and it shows you on your map the entire district whoever represents you on the state level uh, obviously Washington DC doesn't have a state and for that reason I am going to very quickly change this up here and put my mommy's address in in case you all want some good red velvet cake you can go to that address there in Athens Georgia. <laughs> she'll, she'll hook you up um, but there you have it I put my mom's address in there just for the sake of um, of example here but it, sh it outlines the district for you on the map but then it also shows you who your representatives are. As you can see, uh, my mom's district on the state level, Spencer Fry is her state house member. Um, and then Frank Ginn, a Republican, is her uh, state senator. If you click on that, click on the name, they lay it all out there for you. They make it really easy. Um, they tell you his terms. 
Um, you know, they even tell you about his campaign contributions. But there you have it, uh, right there on the right. Hopefully, you can see me um, drawing a circle around it. You'll find his address there, um, the address to his capital office, as well as a phone number form and email address. One of the things that I'll emphasize too. Uh, with an address. You see there it lists two addresses. Uh, anytime you're writing to a member about um, anything, you know, about changing the laws, anything legislative, always use their capital address. Um, their district office does not handle legislative matters. They handle um, constituent services. You know, I'm about to lose my home. Can you help me with state level programs that can help um, save my home from foreclosure? You know, I'm having a hard time with Medicaid. Can you help me? That's what the district ha uh, office handles, but uh, the the capital the uh, capital office handles all of their legislative matters. So you just go there uh, to be able to find their contact information. The other two websites I'll share with you um, is house.gov, house as in a house building, .gov, as well as senate.gov. Um, those two help you find your federal member of Congress. Those people who represent you in Washington D.C. They uh, represent you on a national scale. Those are the folks who pass the laws that um, that sweep the nation, that affect all of us across the country. Um, and I won't go to House.gov uh, because it's very simple. Both House.gov and Senate.gov. When you go to these websites, um, at the very top, there will be a a little search box, and it asks for your zip code. Simply put in your zip code, and it'll tell you how. Um, Tell, it'll tell you who your members are, and it gives you the same information that Open States gives you, uh, oh their, their mailing address, their email address, and then their phone number. Uh, and then the last one that I'll share is called votesmart.org, um, and that's a little bit different. It's not really something that is useful. Well, I guess it is useful, uh, but it doesn't only show you who your current representative uh, or your current member is, but it also shows you who uh, who's running for office in your respective mm -hmm. area and what their platform is. Uh, so not only, you know, obviously it's an election year, not only do you want to hound your current member, but you also want to see who those uh, people who are running for office, what they think about gun reform, what they think about police uh, brutality. So those are three good websites I thought I would share. Uh, definitely good starting places for getting that contact information for those members. And I definitely know that was for me because I didn't know any of that. Uh. <laughs> No, it's okay. Like I said, usually if you are not around it every day, it can get confusing. Uh, I remember before I took the job in my current or in my former member's office, um, when I was still in college, someone was talking about members of Congress. and No, I was talking about members of Congress. And someone asked me, are they a federal member or a state member? And I was like, I don't know. They're just a member of Congress because, you, you know, you just don't know the difference. So. Right. Definitely want to get that information out to people. Yeah, and I definitely know when you sent me the notes for the show, I was like, oh, I forgot about the state representatives. Like, I forgot. <laughs> you know, you don't forget because you vote for them, uh, but you forget, like, what they're supposed to do and that right. they do handle gun reform on the, on the state level. So when you're thinking about things, when you say contact your Congress member, the initial thought is I need to contact Congress D.C., not mm -hmm. Congress, my state. So, mm -hmm. um, and most most people call refer to their state congressman as their state rep or state house member. Most people mm -hmm. don't, so that they can distinguish between federal and um, and state level. So. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And a and a couple other educated. Yeah, a couple other notes <laughs> that I had. I, a couple other notes that I had here to mention. I just do want to let people know too. Just so that you know, you know, you'll know what to expect when you call. Um, anytime you call, especially um, your congressman or, or a U.S. senator up in Washington D.C., 
when you call, you're more than likely going to speak to um, a legislative aide or an intern when you're calling. Um, just know, don't expect them to have all the answers. Yes, they're no, they'll know their member's platform. They're no, they should know how their member feels about certain things that are happening in the world. Uh, but, you know, they're not going to know every single, you know, every single thing that you're asking on the phone. Uh, but definitely do tell them to have the member follow up with you. Uh, if you don't do that, a lot of times it's assumed that that conversation is going to is is going to be taken as a comment. It's going to be taken as this person just called to leave a comment, as opposed to this person really wants answers. So be very specific when calling these folks. You know, let them know that you want them to follow up with you, um, and and definitely let them know what you're asking. Don't just say you know, how does he feel about guns? Be specific. Do does you know? Does, is he in favor of background checks? Is he in favor favor of uh, no fly, no buy? So definitely be specific, uh, and then I know Randall's going to touch on what to um, what to write. But definitely make sure uh, when you're being specific, leave your name, leave your phone number, and your address. Um, and then I saw Lisa in our conversation earlier. I know I mentioned this to you, and I'll mention this to our audience as well. Um, only call your own representative. Um, <laughs> I know nowadays it's really attractive. John Lewis is all over our TV screens. Cory Booker is young and up and coming. Cory Booker, because he's young. Yeah, everybody wants to call <laughs> these guys. Uh, but only call your own representatives. Um, members of Congress, um, they won't respond to your inquiry if you're not one of their own constituents. Uh, every member gets a member revenue account, and that member revenue account only you know covers their constituency. They're, they're not supposed to use that account to... Uh, for any purposes outside of their own constituency. So uh, definitely make sure you call your own representative. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, that cousin that lives across town, you know, if they have a different representative, don't call their representative, call your own. So I just wanted to plug that in as well. Thank you. That's helpful. So y'all stop calling John Lewis because he can't help you if you don't live there. He marched with, he marched with Dr. He'll be able to get you. He know, he know the King family. You know the King family like a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Not the key family like a dynasty. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so Randall, um, share a little bit with our audience about what should be included. Um, okay. You know, y'all y'all write proper grammar. Don't be like, hey, <laughs> can y'all um. Uh, can y'all fix this problem? <laughs> My refrigerator don't work. What can you do? Uh, so we can send you a nice photo of the first dogs, and you can stick it on the refrigerator. Hopefully, it'll get better. Um, so I'll definitely dive into that. Um, I will. I'll. I'll just start off since it kind of goes along with the lines of what Vanna was talking about in terms of like contacting and who to contact. Um, what I'll do is I'll take you guys right to WhiteHouse.gov. Um, Whitehouse.gov is the resource for everything that the White House is going to put out. So any information that the president, um, any statements that the president makes, if the president speaks somewhere and he has a speech and you want to hear that that particular speech, it's going to be right there at Whitehouse.gov. Um, if you want to know his stance on a, partic a particular issue, um, all of the policy letters that, that are current uh, for the current year are right there. Um, on, at whitehouse.gov. So you have access to that information. Um, so that is right there on the site. I'll take you guys to whitehouse.gov. Um, let's pull up my screen. I was kind of following along with Vanna, so hold on. Let me get to whitehouse.gov. There we go. Um, are you guys able to see? It said presenting to everyone, but it's not showing anything. All right, hold on. Let's try this again. 
stop presenting. I'm going to share screen right here. You guys able to see it? It's just showing. Okay, yeah, I see it now. Whitehouse.gov. Gotcha. So we're here. I'm literally right here to this page. Um, this is just the first page. It has like a bunch of different links. The first thing you want to do if you're looking to contact the president is just go right at the top. It's very simple. Just contact us. Um, and it'll it'll it explains you here explains to you right here um, how you can submit any comments that you have or any questions right online. So there's just an easy form that you can send things directly. So this is going to go um, directly to the office of correspondence in the form of email. If you want additional ways to contact, uh, you can click here and it'll give you the option to call the White House uh, to request a presidential greeting. Um, so these will be things like. Uh, birthday cards for spe specific birthdays of if you have someone that passed away, um, just different greetings, uh, different things that are happening. You can go there, and then it's right the White House. That's going to give you the option to uh, send an email. So the electronic version is going to be the electronic way of communicating is going to be like the quickest way to get a response. Um, if we go here to, to call the White House, and I'll just start here because a lot of people don't know this, the White House actually has a comment line. Um, so if there is going to be a vote on a particular issue or the president has made a statement about um, gun reform and you just want to comment to, to show your support for that or something that's going on, you can call this number here, the comment line, and you can leave that comment. Um, literally, it is not something, the comment line is for just a very brief comment. It's not something that's like long and in-depth that you can like, you should be calling to give like a narrative about, you know, this happened to my son or my daughter and or happened to me. <laughs> literally, it is just to say that I want to show support for this or I disagree with this. I think the president should speak about this. Um, and you leave those comments. Those comments of course, are aggregated, and those things uh, go directly to the president. So the president has an idea and an understanding of what the voice of the people is, and that's something that's really fast, that's really direct. So if you're just kind of in the moment, you hear something, and you're saying, like, I want to express uh, my support for this, or, you know, I really enjoyed the president's recent statement on uh, Alton Sterling. I want to support him for that, and I just kind of want to get something out. The comment line is a good, good resource for that. Um, if we go back here and we just write to uh, the White House, it's going to go down and it gives us a link here that says email us, email us, and then we have the opportunity to, to write in. I always support email just because it's 2016 and everything is really easy. You can kind of get um, the, your question directly to the White House, um, and it takes you right back to that long, that long form that we have. All these things are very self-explanatory, just including your name, your email address, uh, your address, and uh, just the comment that you have or the particular you know request that you have. You're going to put that information here. You're going to hit send. That's going to go directly to the White House email accounts, and it'll be um, it'll just be dealt with through there. It'll get to the right channels that it need to go through, so you can get uh, the acts of whatever you need. We'll get into the content of that, and then if we go back here, of course, everybody knows as Vanna said, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. You know, if you write, uh, if you're writing a letter, if you're handwriting a letter, um, that's the address that you want to send it to. I kind of always say shy away from handwriting, just because as someone that had has had to go through those letters, sometimes it can be a little challenging um, to to know what a person is trying to say. Um, but, you know, it's definitely something that if you 
want to, you can do it. So that's right there at whitehouse.gov um, to get those information. So let's dive into content and things that you would want to have um, in a letter. Um, contrary to popular belief, it's not as it's not as like formal as you think that it needs to be. I think when people hear, and Lisa, you and I talked about it, like when you hear I'm writing to like my congressional member or to the president, it's like, oh my gosh, this is such a big deal. You really are just expressing yourself just in writing. Um, and you want to make sure, you know, that it's clear and there's certain key things that you want to make sure you have in there. But it literally is just kind of getting out your thoughts um, and putting it out there. So I'll just say, like, it's easy. I remember even myself going, starting as an intern, like, I was, like, doing Google searches of, like, what should I know working for the Office of Presidential Correspondence about, like, writing to the president. And it's really, there's not really nothing out there because literally you have people from little kids write to the president all the way to, like, senior citizens that are just writing to have an ax or just expressing a certain thought. So... Just kind of very basic things that you should always make sure you're including when you are writing. Of course, you want to give your full name. You want to give your contact information. As Vanna mentioned before, you want to make sure you have an address. You have a telephone number. You have an email address as well. Now, if you're sending a letter, um, depending on what your request is, you the best way for, the, for you to get information may be through the mail, particularly also at the local level as well. I don't know how, and Vanna, maybe you can chime in on that in terms of like uh, more local government, if it's better to do hard mail versus email. Um, I think it probably just depends on the representative in the area. It, yeah, I think it depends on the representative in the area. Definitely if you live in a bigger city or even a medium-sized city, I think you can get away with email, but some of the smaller governor, excuse me, some of the smaller government, some of the smaller state reps who represent smaller areas may not necessarily have the bandwidth to handle to be able to respond to email a lot. So I think it just depends on what area you live in, who your member is. Gotcha. Um, and so a couple of things that you, you want to do um, in terms of the actual content in the body, um, once you kind of get that preliminary information out, so you've kind of identified yourself and given your contact information, um, just kind of overall, you want to start off just by asking yourself, like, what am I looking for in response to this? Um, and what do I actually want to communicate? Um, I think that those are kind of like the two really important pieces to guide um, the to guide your, your writing in the letter in itself. What you don't want to do is you don't want to just throw out a whole bunch of things that don't make sense. You really want to ask your, yourself the two questions of, what am I looking to get out of this? Because this is going to be the acts part of the letter. And what do I specifically want to say? What am I trying to communicate? That's going to be the piece that um, is going to convey like the message that you want to get out. Um, always, always, and I'll say in terms of presidential letters, it's more important, it's very important to make sure that your letter is personal. Um, make it so that you're writing something that when someone reads it, they, they understand why this particular policy that you're writing about um, connects to your life or that's, that's specific to your life story because those things are going to be used to go to the president so that the president has an idea, number one, of, hey, here's somebody with a very particular situation that we need to address and maybe we don't have a policy on this. Maybe, you know, uh, we're kind of like... We're doing everything that we have is more broad, but here's something that's very, very specific that maybe we don't know anything about. Or there are potentially a lot of other resources with other federal agencies um, that we can connect you to that 
you just don't know about. Um, so that piece is that piece is very important because it, it's something that's going to be memorable, but it's something that'll also spark uh, just someone's brain to say, "Hey, you know, we have um, housing that can help you with this. We have this department. We have that agency that can kind of get you to where you need to be." So it may be that you're writing to the president, but the staffers see that, "Hey, um, this person has this person can we can connect this person to another agency that can get them what they want." Um, the other really big important piece is that acts part. Um, you want to be very, very clear in what in what you want in response to that. So, I'm looking for resources to um, help me with my home foreclosure, or I'm looking for more information about your stance on gun control. I'm looking more for more information for your stance on police body cameras. I want to know how body cameras are going to help the situation that we're in. Maybe you hear body cameras, but you don't know. You want to be very specific in that acts portion. Um, and so you want you want it to be very, very clear so that nobody, somebody reading the letter knows after I'm done, here's exactly what I should, what I, what I need to get from it um, and what I should be sending back. You also want to let the person know just in your letter, um, either to your congressional member or to the president, you also want to let them know um, what you, are you, like, are you looking for them to respond back to you? Is this something that you're just kind of notifying the president of? Um, that's kind of going to be more of like, that's going to differentiate your level from your letter from being something that has an ax or a request or something that is more so of, um, I'm just kind of leaving a, a general comment out there. So when you when it comes to you formulating like your letter, make sure you have the ax and you define like specifically what you want to get. Um, uh, in terms of defining uh, ways to, like which, like, which format you want to use, email, of course, as I said, is going to be really fast. Um, it's going to be the fastest way to get a letter to the president um, and to the White House through going through all of the channels that you need to go through a hard, like, hard mail letter. That's probably going to take about two to three weeks. So if it's something that's very, very pressing, um, something that you need a response to urgently, sending an email is probably going to be your best form. Um, otherwise, your heart mail will be good for you. Buzzwords. So, when we get letters, there are certain things that um, kind of every all letters are try, are like organized. Letters and emails are organized based on like what they're asking for, particular issues that are happening. So, you want to make sure that you put in words that are gonna like people can really automatically identify what it is. So, if you're speaking for about gun control, you want to make sure that you have written in your letter something about gun control. Like if you have a question specifically about gun control, if you have questions about the president's position on Black Lives Matter or or marches um, or Black History Month or whatever it is, you want to make sure that those things are, those buzzwords and those keywords are included in the body of your, your letter and your email. That way it could be filtered in the way that it needs to be and it can get to the channels that it needs to go to. Um, you also want to stay away from kind of uh, red, like warning, red flag words, things like kill, stab, shoot, bomb, <laughs> agent, threats. No, seriously. Like, I think it's a lot of people when you're writing, typically you're writing to a politician because you're angry about something um, or, you, you know, you feel really passionately about something. So you want to make sure that you're not kind of sending off any red flags that somebody needs to look into something else. Um, and missing the whole point of your letter. So things that are like more threatening and kind of negative, you just kind of want to 
shy away from. You really want to focus more on uh, getting your message across and including like that axe piece. I think that axe piece is really the most important thing. Um, and in terms of knowing, Vanna kind of touched on this, but in terms of knowing like which things need to go to your local local government and which things need to go to the president, if you just think about is this something that um, is is this something that's going to affect the the entire country, or is this something that's going to protect my particular neighborhood or my particular state? That's how you're going to automatically just kind of define whether this is something that I need to be asking the president about, um, or if this is something that I need to go to a congressional member and more so that I could write to them. Um, I, the one thing I will say about the White House Correspondence Office is that they get so much mail, they get so many uh, different letters and things like that. Um, they try to get every person uh, what they need. So if they see that you're asking something that is more on a local government level, letter, you may receive some sort of correspondence that kind of points you towards like a general policy that the president or position that the, t the president takes on that particular issue, but it directs you to contact uh, your congressional member uh, or your local government in order to get more information about that. So just make sure that when you're thinking about writing to like the president, it's something that is going to be uh, all-encompassing of the entire nation. and remember to, of course, to include that axe piece. That axe piece is what's going to let the recipients know what they need to get um, from there. So, yes. yes. I think that's very helpful. Um, is there anything else you think we need to know, Vanna? Yeah, I was sort of piggyback, piggybacking off of what Randall was just talking about with making the ask. I think when you talk about, um, you know, making the ask and, and the importance of you know about that. I think it boils down to accountability. Um, I said a couple of days ago on social media. Um, you know, a couple months ago, your your members, your elected officials needed your vote, and and now you need their vote. And that's what it boils down to right now is accountability. Uh, we put these people into office to do a job to represent us. Um, and so if there's something that you don't like that's happening in, in the community, the police uh, killing citizens, you know, people being able to carry assault rifles around. You have every right to contact your member. You put them in office to represent you. You didn't put them in office just so that they can, you know, do whatever, so that they can have a title of congressman. You put them there to represent you, um, and you have the right uh, to demand accountability for them from them and to demand what exactly what it is that you want. Um, and just another piece that I always encourage people to throw into your letter, uh, not in a threatening manner, but just to make sure they know that you know this is an issue that I care most about, and I'll be watching this issue closely come election time. It's 2016, it's an election year, what greater time than to turn up the pressure a little bit on your members of Congress, turn up the pressure you know, on these local folks who are running and let them know that this issue isn't going away. It certainly won't go away before November. Uh, so I'll be looking closely, I'll be watching closely, not only what your answer is to my letter or to my phone call, you know, but how you vote in a couple months when it comes to gun reform. So uh, I just want to leave folks with that, you know, with just uh, demanding accountability. I think that we've gotten too comfortable, honestly, you know, as a nation with just electing people and letting that be it um, and, you know, not holding them accountable. But, um, you know, that needs to change. And I think now's a good opportunity for that to change. We've got thousands of people marching in the, in the streets. Imagine how much more powerful the movement could be 
if all of those thousands of people picked up the phone, made a phone call, or if we created an email petition to go around, a blank, you know, formatted email with a petition, you just uh, put your information in it and we all send it off to our representatives. Uh, you know, they're strength in numbers, so I hope people will take advantage of the opportunity to put the, turn the pressure up a little bit on your elected officials. That's what they're there for. Absolutely. Speaking of petitions, so I see like these petitions going around on Facebook. Does that necessarily go to the congressional member? How does that work? Is there no, like, a certain format for petitions? No, I think it's, it's a matter of just someone creating, a, you know, someone typing up the format for it and uh, sending it around to all of your friends and saying, look, you know, we're going to send this in to our member of Congress and, you know, all of you just copying and pasting in an email and you all sending it, sending it in. That's the most effective way because, honestly, when you talk about writing to your member, um, you know, people have lives, people have children, they have jobs, and it's, it can be hard for someone to sit in front of a computer and type up an email. Uh, but if you've got a friend that's got a formatted email for you where all you have to do is copy, paste, and send, then by all means, you know, get that together and let's make it happen. So it's very easy. It's very well, easy. But I, you know, I think people get comfortable with sending petitions on social media when, you know, in reality, your member of Congress is not checking social media for your petitions. They'll check their email for it, but not, not social media. Mm -hmm. right. And I think it's important what you said, like, you have to make sure on the petition you send to the congressman, everybody on the petition is in their district. Because if not, it's not really going to matter. Yeah. Like, so I, mean, I mean, and it will. It, it won't matter so much. And I say it won't matter as in everyone who's on the petition won't get a response. But it'll matter because, again, there's strength in numbers. You know, the mm -hmm. more people who collectively care about a given issue, the better. Um, and that's what it boils down to is, again, just taking – um, taking this movement from the streets, and I know that Black Lives Matter has already done a, a great job of, of, you know, drawing up, uh, having on paper exactly what they want as far as legis legislation. But you know, average people who don't necessarily, who aren't necessarily in leadership within Black Lives Matter, we can do a lot more, and it starts with with what we're talking about here. Right. I think it's an. I think it's important to add as well, um, and how important it is to like. Make sure that you have, if you're, you're you're commenting on one issue, you're sending in specifically a message about that one issue. And then if you have another issue that you're concerned about, you're sending in a message about that as well. I think sometimes you can kind of clump all of this, like everything that you're, you're, you're concerned with and everything that you want to respond to, you care about into one message. And honestly, that's going to kind of get lost in translation, literally because you're looking to, everybody's looking to kind of categorize the message because, as Vanna said, there's strength in numbers, so we want to see how many people are talking about this one particular issue. If your message starts off talking about, you know, gun reform and you may end talking about um, uh, veteran Social Security, literally, I'm probably going to take the top piece and just put that into that box and you're not going to be able to um, kind of differentiate everything. So it's really important that if you have multiple issues that you're concerned with, that you are sending multiple messages, multiple letters, multiple emails. It can be very, it can be formatted in the same way, but you're you're taking those pieces and you're kind of sending multiple so that they can be separated and you can get the the response that you need to get on on each issue that you have. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great advice because you know, I think one of the things that. Uh, writing does it helps you as uh i heard somebody say write yourself clear mm -hmm. and so sometimes we have all this like you know if we go to a protest we want all these things and we want to say all these things but it's kind of like when you start writing it kind of gets more structured right and you're able to write yourself clear 
in the matters that you are passionate about and it helps you get them down. So um, I think it's very, very helpful. Yeah, and I, I think it's just important to make sure that we don't think about it in, and I, I know the challenge is really thinking about it as just this really massive thing that you have to have, like all of this education. Literally, if you know how to talk, then you can write. You mm -hmm. really can just put that down and, you know, you can use Word to get help with, like, spell checks and, and grammar and things like that. But literally it's about you taking that time and just putting it down. If you're sending text messages, you can pull up the notes app and type in that and literally just copy and paste that into those those email pages that uh, I showed you at whitehouse.gov or find your uh, congressional member and post it into their email form and just send it right off to them in that very same way. Um, I think it's just it's easy for us to think about it being this huge and hard task that really takes a lot and it really is it doesn't take a lot at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it really, yeah, it's really really simple and something that you can kind of do with your smartphone which we all have today. Yeah. I agree, and I know a lot of people have this. I feel like people have a misconception uh, when you talk about their member of Congress or their senator because that person lives in Washington D.C. They live on Capitol Hill. They, you know, they shake hands with the president. Uh, but when you put it into perspective, these these people were essentially your neighbors ten years mm -hmm. ago before they ran for Congress. You know, this is essentially having a conversation with your neighbor who promised you before he left your community that he was going to go to Washington, D.C. and fight for you. For you. And this is your opportunity to cash in, basically, on what your neighbor told you he was going to do before he left the community. So it's not a situation where, you know, there are some larger-than-life figures. Of course, members of Congress do a, a really important job. I don't um, at all take away from the difficult job that they have and, you know, the importance of, of their work and who they are. But at the end of the day, again, they're your neighbors. They're your friends. Right. They're the people that you went to church with. Um, and, and they're out to help you. They are out to, you know, do exactly what they said that they were going to go to Washington D.C. or go to your your um, state capital and do so. Hold them accountable. You know, Absolutely. make sure that they are are doing just that. Yeah. Whew. I feel like I just y'all just educated me. They just educated <laughs> me. Uh, pass around the collection plate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a retainer fee. Uh. Y'all so smart. That's how my mom be doing. Every time we say something, she don't know. She be like, "Y'all so smart." <laughs> <laughs> Y'all so smart. So, um, thank you, thank you. Uh, and I, I know our listeners have gotten a lot from this. I, I feel like I'm gonna write a letter tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, we wanna. I wanna mention that we're gonna work on um a, just a sample draft that will be completely fictional, and we'll just work on a sample draft so that you people have a visual of something that would be acceptable. And I'll make sure that it's. We'll make sure that it's not something that's really extravagant. That you know, it's intimidating, but something that's really. Yeah, a, just a normal letter that one would get that just kind of has an act, so you can see, oh, this is how a letter should look. If I, if once I send a letter, if I were to send a letter, or if I were to send an email, um, here's the format that I should take and how it should look, just to kind of give people a visual to kind of help in that process. Awesome. And Lisa, one more thing, if I'll add, I know we were talking about it before we went live. Okay. Uh, a couple seconds to, in the midst of all of our rallies and marching and protests. In our local communities, we had talked about before we before we went live. Another good idea is, in addition to writing and calling your members, call their office and see if they can have a representative come out to your rally, come out to your march. 
so they have a captive audience right there with the hundreds of people or dozens of people who are there at your march. They can communicate the, your members' message right there on the spot. So you know, don't be afraid to call them and and see if they can send a representative out to talk to people about you know about what they intend to do to to mm -hmm. fix what's broken in our country. You know, again, it just boils down to it goes back to accountability. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. And that's a good time to we we mentioned that it's a that's a really good time to send out like the contact information like if you don't have if you can't get a representative to come out there make sure that if you're if you're forming a march or a rally in that area you're able to let people know hey here's where you can go to find out who your who your local members and local officials are so that you can contact them here's their email address here's the telephone number that you can do to call like I think when we think about marches and rallies a lot of people kind of get jaded because they think it's just walking and singing songs and taking in the photo op of that but it really is an opportunity to disseminate information and to really kind of rally people around making those next steps that we're talking about now so saying that now that we're here marching over the next five days, we're going to make sure that every person is here is contacting their their federal representative, their state representatives. We're going to contact your mayor. You're going to contact the governor. Like literally, hear all of the things that we're going to do and giving out that information so there's a clear plan of how to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think we gave everybody a how to, who to contact, what to put, and then the sample uh, letter is coming. So I'm excited. I think this is a great resource for everyone. And as we say every week, everything is. I say here, Bruncher. Oh, God. Y'all yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get to see the bloopers that we go through. <laughs> here, brunch, here, brunch culture. Everything is up for discussion. <laughs>